Welcome to another episode of Rap Drinks, your favorite podcast put out by Shitty Rigs. I'm Mike Farino, and we're here with our guest, Jessica Curiel Montoya. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Are you excited Thank to be you. here? I am. I am. Quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Wink. It is a seltzer THC non-alcoholic. So Jessica is a gaffer, if that, I am yeah. correct. And um, how long have you been in the industry? Start off there. Uh, it depends on when you start counting. But roughly like 13, 15 years about. Wow. And did you start off as a gaffer? Sort of. I did start working. Well, I started as everything. You know what I mean? PA, AD on shitty stuff and art, PA and whatever. Uh, but I kind of, since film school, I was working GNE quite often. And then I just went into electric because I felt more comfortable with it. I liked it more. i not not a fan of gripping. I can do it. A little bit, but sorry, sorry. More, more jobs for you. More jobs for you. <laughs> no hate. No hate. I'm just like not. Yeah. That's why Bert had you here. He's going to take you out. So no less That's competition. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Let's take it outside. We should have a contest, I think. A About, grip off? Uh, yeah, a grip off. Win. Grip off. <laughs> she just said she doesn't want She'll it. Win. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't... Well, no, I still think you'd beat him. <laughs> Damn, we're going to let her talk like, like that? Yeah, Corey can do whatever she wants. Okay. Oh. I'm not Corey, I'm Mike Farina. Right. So, I'm, we Mike, all went to Mass Art, it's all the same. Michael Farina. Um, what school did you go to? Uh, I got my BFA in Mexico in the Universidad de Guadalajara. It has a like, film department, mm-hmm. so I got my BFA there, and then I got my MFA here at City College. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Did you do any projects out there in Mexico? Uh, While yeah, you were in school, like a little bit, films. yeah, a Is bunch there... of short films. Um, I worked, I think, a couple features out there. Uh, one of them, but not as gaffer. One of them, I was the AD on, uh, and it, it had like a theatrical release and everything. How did you become an AD on that? Did you like, I want to be an AD, or just uh, no. someone threw it at you? No, no, <laughs> I feel like no, you have to I choose. barely, I barely knew, and I was like. Fucking 21 or 22, maybe. I barely knew when an AD was. So I kind of was like, just, we were all kind of like trying our best, and the movie turned out okay. And yeah, that's it. But yeah, someone asked me to AD. And I was like, sure. Yeah. I don't have anything else to were do this like, summer? We were like, what is AD? How does one <laughs> AD. AD? What does AD stand bit. for? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, I mean, that's what I, that's the, the, that came up in my episode of this podcast. It was like, you just say yes to things and then yeah. you end up doing them. And if you are, have like any shred of like skill and a bit of common sense. And like, and also being able to like be okay with fucking up and then fixing your fuck ups. Yeah, you know what like I mean? That. <laughs> like that. That was, good. that was a good fix. That was a good fix. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you learn kind of on the job. And like I wasn't getting paid. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It was all very. Uh, self-funded, like we were all doing it out of passion or whatever. So we were all doing our best. And did you and did you do it? And it was like I AD'd, and you were like, "Fuck it, I'm never AD'ing again." Or did you find your role while you were on that pro- project? Like, how do? You, what was that transition that made you go, "I want to be a gaffer? Well, at the time, I already knew that I wanted to be a DP, right? Like, okay. but I also knew that nobody was going to be like, "Hey, come shoot this feature for me," right? Um, and I knew that I'd rather 
work GE than camera department, right? But why? Why? The people. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I life. just, I feel more comfortable, even though we in the department can be fucking nightmares, right? Like GE people can be. Ugh. But I, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable. <laughs> am, am I lying? I, am I lying? I guess. It's so funny. <laughs> I guess you're Every lying. Every time you say that, I look at Bert like, I know. I we're, we're like, huh? Bert? I, it is a gang. I mean, I'm wearing a hat that says Grip Mafia. Like, it's literally, it is a gang, you know? It's like, it, but it's, and you, it's like, you're good um, to your own. That's the yeah. thing. You're like, well, sometimes. I, yeah. Sometimes. Well, why do you say that? Why do you say sometimes? Because I know that on previous episodes when we talked to them, they always feel like once you're in there, I think it was, was it might've been uh, BT that said it, that even if you're in that department and you're they're, you're they're shitting on you because you're a PA in that, in that department, mm -hmm. they still look after you. Like if someone tries to be like, oh, don't talk to my PA like that. You know, don't talk to my, mm. my second like that. How does it work for, that. yeah, how does that, like, did you feel that same camaraderie? camaraderie? Camaraderie. Well, camaraderie. Yeah. It depends. Because yeah. also, for example, that I'm not a fan of because it's like, oh, I get to be abusive to you, but nobody else can be abusive to them. Mm. Uh -huh. And I'm, I don't think that's just healthy. You know what I mean? And I'll deal with it if I have to, but I don't think it's great. It's, it's not my favorite thing. And it's very common with GNE people. You don't think that's common with every department? Like, it's like, true. Like, it's the, true. like the camera utility, it's like, oh, you're going to go oh stand in line God. and get everybody coffee right now. And not, you're not only going to be the bitch for our <laughs> department, but you're going to piss off every other department because now they have to wait for 13 orders behind you. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I feel like every, every department kind of well, has that. I would say, that. you know, like, we can definitely say that it is in the entire film industry. It is yeah. very much a thing, mm -hmm. you know, the abuse and struggle you know, like work harder because someone abused me. So now I get to abuse you right. if you want to get yeah. to this level or whatever. Uh, and it's true really for a lot of industries. Yeah. I feel like sometimes in GE, I'm like, damn, it's, I don't know if it's because it still kind of is mostly yeah. straight boys that are ah. just a little bit harsher with each other and kind of like think it's okay. Room. I don't know. And there's yeah. like this sort of like, well, it's how it should be. Get a thick skin. Right. And I'm like, or maybe don't be a dick. So, so <laughs> truly now you're gaffer, uh -huh. you're in charge of your department. Mm -hmm. Let's say like, do you like, cause I'll, I'll say like when I was in New York, I worked as a grip. I liked working with the grips better. I also hate the idea of picking up cable out of the gutter because there's no, you know, there's no such, there's no dry gutters in New York. Like I'm not, I'm not interested in wheeling around four out in hampers and hunching over and pulling out four out out of the bottom of like, that's insane to me. So in, but that's how you become a superhero. No, that's how you throw your back out when you're 30 years old. So, so in New York, I gripped, like I, I, I've, I felt comfortable as a grip. Like I, I was treated well and you're right. I'm straight white male. Like, like it, it, it's <laughs> helpful for me in in that world, but in New England, I uh, I'm electric, and f from my experience, I'm treated way better by my electric bosses than I am by grip bosses in that part of I the. And that's that. kind of like why, you know, it's it's just a different kind of atmosphere. I, I have a friend who was recently working in New England, and by recently, I maybe mean last year or so, <laughs> who was telling me. 
he thought like the 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 way the team treated each other and how much like class consciousness and like pro labor and everything was he was like it was amazing it was nothing like new york and he's a grip right and but he's very i don't know nice <laughs> i think he's well, nice you know and he was saying that about new england he yeah. was like people were far more like just respectful you know oh interesting I, it could so, be. It's oh, the New I mean, England way, I guess. The New England way. <laughs> Fuck you. Come help so, me with this. That's the, like, the New York way. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even... Because I don't mind people telling me to go fuck myself. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, the unnecessary, like, little torture and... I don't know. So do you have any specific examples that you would be willing to share? You don't have to mention people's names or oh, anything I will like that. Not mention yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, but you would say like experiences you had on set. Like, what was that experience when you got into the department like for you? Uh, there was a little bit of everything. Uh, I've also had like many great, wonderful experiences. Yeah. But there was one job that I did where I was gaffing, and the DP came from Fifty Two, and he was an electrician. Uh, in 52 for ages and then was DPing and very much had oh, actually two, two features and one show. It's different DPs, but it was the same situation where like they came from G&E and they were 52 electricians. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really excited every time because I was like, oh, they're going to know what it takes to do what we do. And they're going to be more like. We're in this together. I know we, you know, this is where I came from, kind of, and like you're worse because you're indie, right? Like, I feel like something woof. bad's gonna happen. Yeah. It was, it was some of the most abusive shit I've seen, and just like screaming at one of them at the camera team, just like out in the open, just like yelling, berating. Is this like recent, are you saying, uh, or like a while ago? Like maybe five. Years ago. Have you seen a difference now since then? I don't really work features anymore. <laughs> so, I don't know. I work more like comfy jobs. where. <laughs> What's a comfy job? <laughs> Fashion. <laughs> commercials. <laughs> I, like the most like difficult, like horrible shit that I do are like documentary interviews. Yeah. That's just like, oh, it's hard because we have to load into a location and set up lighting. That's rough. And Go home. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not on a stage. What the fuck? <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, oh, I have to push like three hampers into these. God damn it! You know, whereas when you're doing a, when you're doing a feature, yeah, it's the trenches, man. And like, you get a bunch of splits and overnights, and everybody's right. consumed. And so, very quickly, they start getting. I don't know. Abusive and like you know that thing of like it's a lack of sleep and like you know the, like if yeah, they feed you bad lack or of therapy, yeah, just, yeah. you know all of that. So yeah. the abusive stuff you feel like just comes right now within the territory of working production. Have you felt because you mentioned before you know being <laughs> there's not a lot of women in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of white males. So I'm wondering how do you feel? <laughs> you just look at me. No. <laughs> We no. all looked at you, Bert. I, I, <laughs> I choose to not I be. I choose to not be in charge of shit. Yeah. Like I, I have no interest in. Yeah, but I, you, I didn't know. I didn't think we'd get to this part this quickly. But I'm here for it. But Let's like go. she brought it. She brought it up, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "It's a go. good point." Like, how do you feel about that? You know what I think? Uh, there's this um, sometimes assumption that if there were more women, it would be better. Mm -hmm. I've also been on jobs where it's all women, and it's mm -hmm. a nightmare. 
Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I think it's because we are in a system that encourages nightmare scenarios, right? Like crushing each other, thinking for mm-hmm. yourself only, only about yourself. And the patriarchy encourages women, right, to no. embrace these, um, let's call them not so great attitudes and mm-hmm. behaviors to get to leadership positions. Yep. And this whole like lean in girl boss bullshit Mm -hmm. and the women who get picked to be in these positions, not always, right? But sometimes tend to be the ones that gatekeep. Right. Yeah. It's true. And who everybody thinks that everybody's trying to take their job. Yeah. And like I've I've felt I mean, not to but yeah, it's like I've felt that too. Like when I was working in fifty two, I have a forty one card. I've had people tell me to my face that I'm not actually in the union. Because it's, it's not the right card, like stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have a 52 card. Like, well, I've been doing this for 12 years. Like, I, I would hope that I still learn something in yeah. my union. But it's like, it's, do you, it's, is it that kind of shit? Like, it's, oh, well, I'm, I'm 34 and you're 32. So I know way more than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Do you, do you want to hear something I that hear I got everything on you have to say. 52 yeah. feature that got me to, like, just avoid 52 for a few years? Go for it. I was day playing. For this great gaffer who was, like, really, really nice and, I don't know, just, like, a chill guy who did the job without, like, screaming or whatever. Yeah. Um, and one of the other electricians, who it was his first job. He came from, like, theater, lighting, whatever. He was, like, local one, whatever yeah. the other yeah, one is. Yeah. He kept, this is, like, 2017, maybe, 2016, can't remember, one of those years. He kept telling me um, that I, as a joke, of course, that I was taking his job two times over because I am both Mexican and a woman. So I was like double taking his job. Double minority, like, right? Even though he's working as well? <laughs> yeah. Like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Next to me. Yeah. And, he was, and he was a company electric, right? I was a day player. Yeah. And the first time I was like, that's joke but i was mm. like <laughs> and then every time i came back he like kept like ha, 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 and i was oh. like that's kind of not funny man and he was like no no no, it's a joke i'm not racist i'm not racist and this is before even get out came out he was like i love obama because like, <laughs> <laughs> obama is mexican and a girl yes a that's exactly what it is a female and i was like yes, what? Yes. so this is like that type of shit where he and he I was like, you don't, I have more experience on set than you do, Mm -hmm. right? And I am definitely not taking your job because you're here and you're here more often than I am. And it's just so annoying to hear that over and over and over. And in a way, I'm like, he's saying it as a joke. But a lot of people are probably actually thinking it, mm-hmm. right? You know, and he's saying and it around I, a lot of people. I'm assuming too, right? A lot of people can overhear in production. Yeah. Everyone overhears they're, everything. They're not quiet. Yeah, right. they're yeah. like, I have a funny joke to tell you, yeah. and I'm gonna tell it again. It's also not a stand-up show. You're yeah, at work, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. The... yeah, yeah. So anyway, that type of I feel like I've told that story to a bunch of people that I know a bunch of times, but I'm like, it really stayed with me. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. oh, and then. I think sky panels were like starting to be a thing. They weren't like, they were common, but not like everywhere mm-hmm. like they are now. And I remember there was one that was like on a turtle base. 
and it had the ballast on and I just like picked it up with one hand like I unplugged it and I picked it up to take it somewhere and he was like oh my god the same guy right he couldn't believe I could pick up an S60 with a ballast with one hand he was like because that's like a two people job oh my god and I was like a, an S60 two kindergartners <laughs> yeah so I was so, like, I'm way better yeah. than you at your job. I was, I was going to ask. So it's like, do you find that a lot of the time people will come, oh, oh, like she needs help and come up to her oh, and, and mm-hmm. just like, you Constant. can't pick that up. Like Constantly. That, yeah. Constantly. I'll be carrying something, not even struggling at all. Like I'll have it in one hand like this and people run like, let me, let me, let me get that from you. You know? Yeah. It happens. It happens to me too. All the time. Are you offended by that? It, it's not. Oh. It, yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm offended by it. I'm like, just cut it out. We got like we each got a job it's to 2023. Do. I can lift. I'm fine. Like mm-hmm. it's all good. Yeah. You don't have to make a cute, funny joke about how I'm doing a big girl job now. Like yeah. that happens all the time. Literally every single time in my life that I have ever walked into a hardware store, Ooh, or every single. Fucking time. Excuse my language. Every time I walk into a hardware store, be it a big box, Lowe's, or the local, it doesn't matter. The man working there will make some sort of comment about my gender, my strength, how I look. It doesn't matter. Every, I'm not kidding. Every single time I went into, I went, I reluctantly went to the Ace Hardware store a little while ago <laughs> because my favorite local hardware store, which is the one... That's what you were saying. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is from your episode. Yeah. They, you know, like they... Oh, I told this on the episode? No, no, no. no. Oh, Say but you haven't heard it? Oh, yeah. I went to the Ace and the... And the keep going. And... Uh, no, your local one. You talked my about your local, local one. one. Oh, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. My local hardware store is amazing. I've never once gotten a comment. They're just... There's these dudes. One's like a rock, rock and roll guy and the other guy's like a... Car mechanic. And, and you come in, they just go sup. And they're like, Corey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, Eric, what's happening? Like, and they're listening to Job Rock, and we all go like, <laughs> and then I like get my shit. And then they're like, see you later. And I'm like, what's up? Bye. And like, That's it's it. fine. That's it. That's it. That's all that ever happens. The only hardware store in my entire literal life that that, is, that, that happens. Everywhere else. So they were closed. I had to go to Ace Hardware. They were about to close. It was like five minutes, but I really needed this thing because we were in the middle of a job and like something broke, whatever. <clears throat> I go in there and I was like, I know you're closing, so just tell me where this is and this is. And the guy was like, oh, I can help you with that. <laughs> and he was shorter than me, which is hard to do. <laughs> I am really short <laughs> to the point where I'm constantly like, why God? Like I'm constantly cursing my height. And my husband's like, you realize that this, like you're not going to grow anymore. And I'm like, to break my legs in half and let them grow back together. <laughs> I'm that short. Anyway. Shorter than you. <laughs> no, and, you're... Can, and he can be an asset. I am shorter than you. No, you're not. Are you really? Don't fight about Dead this. Ass. <laughs> I'm just thinking about when you both were together, when you both walked in and, and said hello, I'm like, who's shorter? <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take... You're like, look at those little fine ladies. Take a picture of you guys back to back yeah, after yeah. the episode. I feel like oh, you're taller than me. I don't know. Anyway. anyway, I just I feel like everyone's taller than me. Anyway, so the guy is like, oh, I, I needed some shims, right? Because fucking whatever. To make and, you taller. Yeah, to make me taller, to put in my shoes. <laughs> Inside. And we're go. he's like, oh, they're over there. And all I needed was an aisle number because I don't know this hardware store because I hate going there because of this harassment, whatever. And I 
at that point, something fucking flew in my eye. And I was like rubbing my eye. And I was like, whoa, whoa, aisle what? And he goes, oh, did something get in your eye? Or are you rubbing your eye so you can do that trick where you ask me to look in your eye? And then I look in your eye and you sneak a kiss. What? The man literally said that. The 1950s film or something like that? Yeah, he was like this 50-something-year-old dude. And it was like so elaborate. It was like such an elaborate fantasy. Like it took him like five minutes to tell that terrible story. And I just was like, you're what? And I was in such a rush to just get out of there that I didn't say anything at the time. If I had had more time, I would have, you know... Well, they were him. closing, so you yeah, know, they were you cl- can't, yeah. And I was like, I, I can't compartmentalize. Like, I can't fucking deal with this right now. Like, I'm Pick done. your battles. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, this, this is a battle for another day. And then I went to the aisle, and I was like, thank you. But he wouldn't leave me alone. Mm. He's like, well, you could get it. Here's, here's a shim. And he, like, handed me a shim. And I was like, no, nah, I need a couple packs. And he goes, oh, you've got a big girl project going on, <laughs> don't you? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I almost stabbed him like if with were, my wait. tiny knife around my neck. I was like, <laughs> if you were, if you didn't yeah, know how to set, I'm sure you would have like let him have it. I, if you I like, have to go to work. I couldn't like, I, and also because what happens in those situations for us is that it, ha- it's like, it's, it's just takes you out of your reality for a second that you're like, uh, uh, uh. it's like seeing an alien. You're like. You're not going to immediately yeah. know what to do or what to say, even though we've had so much practice. Right. Yeah, and you get pulled, but you have a thing to do. Yeah. And you cannot really let it distract you, even though it yeah. is distracting you, right? But you cannot fully engage with it because you know that the most you're going to get is nothing. Yeah. And you might right. get exactly. yelled at, pushed. I've been physically, you know, Accused. like attacked on the street. Yeah. yeah. But for reacting or for saying no or, yeah. you know. So you kind of just like, what? you have to keep doing your thing because you yeah. have a job, because you have a thing to get, because you have, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I hate when like sometimes I'll tell these stories mm. and someone is like, I would never, I would have told that guy that yeah, I, no. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have. No. You fucking wouldn't have. At the time, it's like, you're just like, uh-huh. Like, yeah. you're busy, you're living your life, there's this weird thing that happened, you're like, I don't want to engage with that. Like, exactly. And then later on, you post a very long <laughs> series of Instagram stories about the whole episode, and then shout out Dubbin Brothers Hardware in Delhi, New York, <laughs> the greatest hardware store of all time, where no one ever does that to me. Wow. Yeah. So how does that... I have a good hardware Do you have that... Too. Well, t- mm-hmm. tell Sorry. us that, but how does that, how does that play on set? Do you feel like that... that that interaction with other males on set, do you get that a lot of someone like hitting on you or, or talking to you in that way? Or do you, are you more aware of it than let's say a man is on set? Cause I may hundred percent, hundred percent clueless Millions. of it sometimes. Motherfucking hundred percent. 10 billion percent. Yes. Like it's all, yes. you have you to think like, about it all the time. And you know what? Usually when I see it happening to other women is when I get fucking incensed right. and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And when it's happening to me, I'm like, I hit on my male coworkers more than anybody, <laughs> like, honestly. Like, Good for you, Brad. It's There's yeah. just a couple of them. you got to get in there. Yeah. They're cute. <laughs> They're cute and squishy. <laughs> just go, <laughs> Is it common on set still? Are yes. you seeing oh, it? Absolutely. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are you I remember. kidding me? Yeah. Do you have any, I want to definitely hear stories about I, that. I forget what job I was working. There were three grips, seven sandbags. I was working with a female. I picked up two. She picked up two. And the third guy picked up one, and he looked at her, and he took a sandbag <gasps> out of her hand. 
I'm gonna flip the table. I looked at her. Don't, don't. I looked at her and I handed her one of my sandbags. <laughs> Yeah, man. I had to give him one of yours. Yeah, I was like, I was like, here, carry ah. mine. I mean, it's like, I, like, I don't want to put more work on you, but you had too. So here's like, yeah. now you're, you're you're where you were, right? She's like, this is fine. And then we all went, like, we're only walking like twenty feet, but I was like, why would you do? Why would you take this out of somebody's head? Like, I, even Could if it, it's it's a dude, it's a woman. Who cares? Like, I would rather carry two because it makes you balanced. But like, he didn't say like, hey, can I take one of those for you? Like. You know, he, he like, was being a gentleman. No, you're being but a douchebag. He was being like, a gentleman. Hang on, because that's what I wonder, too. Like, you're just being sensitive. Sometimes on set, like, I've, I've seen something. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to carry more of this. I don't go, let me take one out of your hand. That's ridiculous. But I'll just pick one up and just walk with it more because yeah. I can probably hold more weight than, the, than a female. But I, don't, I, don't, I think it's also wrong to go to a female and just be like, I hate the word women. We are all women. hired. Women. We're all the same. We're all yeah. doing the same job. Exactly. All of us yeah. were exactly. thirds. We exactly. were all hired okay. with the same True. job in True. mind. Mm -hmm. We got there first. We had two. He got there third. He had one. That's what was left. Yeah. We're, we're the That's same. Fine. It's all the same job. Yep. So yep. why the fuck do you think you're better or you deserve more or they mm -hmm. can't do it because they were faster than you in the first place? So in that case, absolutely. I do feel like, because um, I grew up Hispanic, right? So I feel so like, I. I, I know you did. I'm, you I'm didn't do this later in life. You know, when I was like 20, I decided to become Hispanic. <laughs> Well, no, I just wonder because like I grew up to be chivalrous, right? And there's a, there's a line, so I know because I am very, I definitely want I definitely want more insight on this because yeah. it helps me learn too, right? Bring First this to the table. She's gonna throw a stop shoe saying at you. female. Stop. Okay, everybody, well, yes. everybody, stop yes. saying female. Like it, yeah. It, for for female me, female what? Female spider? Female what? Yeah, female exactly. Elephant? What am I a, a lemur? <laughs> yeah, woman. Like a woman. Yeah. Okay. Woman. Great. Yeah. A woman. Great. Because I, I also say boys and girls, but boys and girls are girls are no. But there's there's humanity in boy and girl. Yeah. Okay. There's no humanity in female. female. Inherently, oh. female is yeah. just a sexual, um, not divide. It's an object. It's it's sex <laughs> in right. any species. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, it very often is used in the dehumanizing ways because mm -hmm. you very rarely hear male. To refer to men, you yeah. hear men, but very, very rarely hear male mm -hmm. alone. Just males are like this, and there was a male there, and I did it yeah. almost never. I'm thinking back. There was if a ever guy. There was a man. There was a boy. There was a dude. There, but male. Women are dudes too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but yeah. yeah. No, but, yeah. <laughs> sure. No. Sure. Um, you grew up Hispanic. I grew up and then halfway I decided to be Caucasian. No. <laughs> I just, Michael Jackson was my idol. Um, oh my so, God. Too soon? Too soon. I don't know. I don't know. This episode of Shitty Rigs is brought to you by the comment section of YouTube. No, but I'm just wondering because like there's, there's shivery in some of this stuff and there's also like you're being too much. Hang on. Who, who invented chivalry? But what is the root of chivalry? <laughs> Talk Where's, to me about it. Do you not Chiv know? Chival chivalry is literally like combat arts. If you go back to it, or it's not just about being nice to women. It's about being nice, period, and <laughs> and how to fight. Like, 
that's what chivalry is. <laughs> like, it's not it's not just a, oh, let me hold this door for you. Like, and holding the door for somebody oh, is yeah. something you should do for everyone Everybody, on set yeah, when that. they have fucking shit in their hands. Like, don't just do it because it's a lady. Do it because I'm not that I person. Just do it because of a lady, but I'm trying to get the other perspective to see, like, where is there a line that men can go, yeah, this is too much. Like, like the way the, you talk the line to is doing anything set. different than you would for somebody else. If you so, walked into the hardware store and you said, where are the shims? They would go aisle 10. If you were and, a girl. And that is all. That would but not if, be the answer. If you're, yeah. If you're me or Jessica, you go to the hardware store, you say, where are the shims? They're like, oh, what you making? Do you sure you need shims? I avoid those doing, people too. I avoid, no, I do that because they can I, happen. I've gone to the hardware store. It can happen store. with men, but it's but that's the thing. It's like yeah. it can it's happen different. to men, yeah. but it happens to us all the time. With men, yes. it can happen. And like the fucking amount of times that I have been called baby or Ooh. sweetie oh, no, see, at a home fucking depot. But wait, by like a fifty-year-old waitress. <laughs> Waitress? Yeah, they call me no, baby. No, no. Oh, oh no, no, not that. Not. <laughs> they call me baby too oh, okay. in a restaurant, right? But they call everybody baby. Yeah. The dudes working at Home Depot don't call you baby. They don't no. call you sweetie. Mm-mm. Not till they, they don't see wink my ass. At you. When I walk away, they they <laughs> get they're it. like wait 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 yeah, sweetie yeah, yeah. sweetie yeah yeah no it's annoying yeah it's pervasive it's extremely pervasive and it's, it's in the film industry and what you were talking about earlier about thinking like oh if it was all women on set it would be better it's like and sometimes it is but sometimes but, it sometimes, fucking but when it's not it's, it's really bad like so, I, we've both had experiences with women executives or yeah, department heads that are like not chill. i'm like i cannot i cannot believe you're treating the other women in how this are they treating industry them? so like so horribly really really horrible like undermining and and gaslighting and just fucked up and and part of it too is like this thing of them trying to help you be twice as good or whatever because they know that you will have to be twice as good to get better it's a different job though yeah yeah but it's this thing of like and it happens with people of color. It happens with women, you know, where they're like, um, if you're like me, I have to make sure that you're perfect because you're a representation of the entire group. Mm. So I'm going to beat your ass so you're perfect and nobody has anything bad to say about us and we're never late and we're always working hard and we're smiling and, and they demand like twice as much from you so that you're ready supposedly right for when other people do it i think is what i've seen and like heard their excuses being i've seen that but i've just also but seen people who are like sucks. completely miserable suck. with their lives and yeah. they take it out on other people <laughs> who are not miserable right you know yeah. 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 Well, there's yeah. also oh. the simple explanation yeah, yeah. No, there's, it's more both. there's definitely both yeah. what advice would you be giving to women on set that are None. working they they got to figure it out like i don't you know, like it's not women that I'm worried about. They're gonna be okay. So, what advice would you give the males on set to like read it? Like, I read don't know, book, fucking something about feminism. <laughs> Leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, oh, that's gonna get me. Probably. <laughs> it's just, so, just yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's very complicated because sometimes it's just, you know, they'll do something, you know, innocent and out of trying to be. Chivalrous, chivalry. Uh-huh. Chivalry. No, um, I look at you every. You're time. just saying and chivalry. 
Like you're <laughs> there's an L chivalry. 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 See, but chivalrous. I'm I'm shivering math. over here. Math, <laughs> math was my subject. Well, out of trying to be like gentlemen. <laughs> Are yeah. you serious? Math. <laughs> Using math. math as defense. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, and like, yeah, very often the the, def the defense is, well, I mean well. I, mm. you know, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be helpful. And, and I'm like, right, great. But if I go like this to put on my sweater or my jacket and I fucking break your nose, right? Because mm -hmm. you were there and I didn't see you. And you're bleeding and your nose is broken, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I was trying to put on my fucking jacket. Why are you being so sensitive? Like, you know, yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but, but I did. Sorry. Uh, I guess next time I put on my jacket, I'll try to look that way before I do. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. You just yeah. made a mistake because you didn't know, um, you know, and it's not about, like, never offering women help on set. Or because sometimes that's the answer that I get, right? Like, but well, I'm offering, never gonna. You have help to you. offer a coworker. Help. You have to exactly, See, exactly. See me as a person, not as a female. This is why it's important that I want to bring it up because, like, we want to make sure that people are getting that balance. So right? let me. Uh, you're a gaffer. You call yourself a gaffer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, so we I, like there have been um, crews in the past where people have chosen to not use the word gaffer oh. because gaffer comes from a sexist background. So now, well, and, oh, and, yeah. and I think this is even stupider, they have switched to chief lighting technician. Are you trying to tell me the chief doesn't come from a background of like... I was, I was going to say, everything comes yeah. from like racist, sexist, you, bullshit, like yeah. Do you, the like, language. But, that, but that's the thing, like, do you... <laughs> Gendered. Yeah. Do you not like the word, like the term best boy? Like, because I know some women that like, I'm oh, a best yeah. boy. I also know some that are just go, I'm the best. And like, yeah. so there's that, like, I guess. Are they saying I'm the do, best because I'm the best on set? No, um, I know a lot of guys that say that, but they're like, they're, I guess the, the, my question is, and this comes down to every woman, like where, <laughs> like, where, and, it, and it does, it's like, cause some of them lean into it and they're, they're like, I'm taking it's it back. Right. I'm the best boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, do you put it on? everyone to try to get on the same page or is it just like no. just fucking go to work and do it i think i think it's like a like individual thing like yeah. i cannot you know i've thought about the gaffer thing before um and i'm like it's whatever because most people don't even know what it means yeah. most people just know it's a film thing yeah. you mm -hmm. know it's like most people don't know it's a <clears throat> i guess a gendered term like yeah yeah um, there's know. also, uh, I've heard like best boy has like a racist, uh, past or something. And it's just, you gotta pick your fights. You know what I mean? Right. They call me gaffer. I'm okay with that. Um, sometimes I've seen it. Like if I'm the best, they'll put BBE with my name mm -hmm. and for the grips, if it's a guy, they do write best boy. Interesting. So I'm oh. like, oh, that's an approach. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I've also been called best girl electric. Um, yeah. It's a conversation. It's, it's, it's like just, pronouns. It, it's like if, if somebody says, these are my pronouns, respect their fucking pronouns. That's it. Yeah. That's why if somebody to, says, yeah. I'm a gaffer, if, if Jessica comes on a set and is like, I'm a gaffer, there. 
Right. Uh, she the question said, is answered. She said so I guess I guess that's right? the thing. When you get a job, yeah. do you come in and tell them what your title's going to be? Or do you just let whoever made the call sheet or whatever tell you what you're going to be? If it's important to you, okay. tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess yeah. a lot of this comes down to the perception and, and where that person's coming from if they're helping you on set. If they're genuine <laughs> versus if they're, you know, making a joke or trying to get oh, your right. number or something like that oh, God, yes. which is like oh, that's which what is the, that's the, what the crew list but, is for oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> have you has that ever happened to you technical? like has someone ever oh, called you dude yes. I, I work okay but like i want to know <laughs> one, one, i want this, stories this, one, this is gonna be a I, super cut of steven going have wait never met and that's going this is like what i'm trying to get at like this is not like a this is not like a like a true or false or or checklist you know yes no this is like open-ended questions like give me a story give me an example i want it, i want people to know about this stuff he's like relive your trauma for my <laughs> if, the key, the key that I so true. that i can learn no i gotta say like i one of my first jobs or Closer to the beginning, I, I was working as an AD, and we were shooting outside the, the tri-state area, and um, we met the executive producer that came from Yale, and when we got there, um, my partner, she was also producing, and another friend, female, excuse me, woman... <laughs> He's learning also, already. I'm learning, right? I'm learning. Oh, uh, I should we learn. get him a medal? <laughs> you guys are fucked, man. Like, this is shit that... Yeah, like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Like, this is important. Men need to learn this as well. Oh, so, like, it's... it's male, males need male, to learn. Males need to learn this as well. Um, now you're but, just confusing him. Yeah, you guys are just confusing me. We're just going to uh, gaslight you. This yeah, is revenge yeah. mode. <laughs> I'm going to make the fucking thumbnail just you two yelling at me like... <laughs> No, but like the executive producer came, the executive producer came by. Are we being shrill? (laughs) You guys are awesome. (laughs) All right, can we restart this episode? Does somebody want to fill in for me? (laughs) No, but um, we we landed and it was like after, I think the flight was like nine hours and like a three hour drive. We got there and the executive producer said, I don't want them on my, on my, in my meeting. And it was, and I looked like. It wasn't even me. I was talking to another executive producer, and I walked by, and I just happened to hear, and I was like, excuse me, who? I looked back, and it was the two female producers. And, like, he was okay with having me, the AD, in the, in the, in the meeting, but looked at, you know, it was a big thing. This was a yeah. big issue where, yeah, he came over. He got kicked off set, thank God. He eventually got kicked off set. But it was <laughs> fucked up that he would say that to two female To women, yeah. Two female women. Pro- see, female producers, you're saying... Because you wouldn't say men producers, you would say male, male producers. You'd so say producers. There's like it's. I, I yes, but for the story, I'm you're, for the purpose right. of the no, story. You're good. You're, right. good. I'm you're learning. good. You're good, baby girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Calling Steph and baby girl might be the best description. <laughs> Bert's been waiting for someone to say it, and now he's fucking. Happy with it. You're good, baby girl. I love it. When you're building your crew, what do you look for? Are you going out of your way to try or hire, try to hire other women, or are you just looking for people that are good personalities? And how do you decide that? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's very hard to find, you know, the right people, I guess. Um, and I'm picky as fuck. And I have been very lucky to have met a bunch of people that I feel comfortable working with who agree to work with me. And I think I prioritize, like, personality and whether or not they want to work with me. 
-hmm. you know, because sometimes they can be like really great and really charming, but they just cannot take me saying like, hey, do you mind getting me a stinger? You know, they're like, well, are you sure you need that? Because you don't, and they just question everything. And I never know whether it's because they just have a problem with people telling them what to do or because Mm -hmm. I'm a woman or because I am short or because my hair is fucking weird or whatever. But I do also make an effort to find just a crew that looks like a fucking subway car. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily like, oh, I go for women and I hire women or I only hire Mexicans or I only hire people of color or I only, you know, like just everything. And I end up half the time with half the crew being white dudes who are cis, heterosexual, whatever. But usually it's the ones that are great, but kind of like a no asshole policy is the approach. I find rule number one. And, And like... I said this to my friend the other day, um, and she laughed because I said I was saying about this one friend that, that I have who's a key grip, and I said I fuck with him because he's about liberation, and he's like a straight white dude, you know. And she was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, he's not like, oh, I am for girl rights or whatever. <laughs> he's like just the liberation of everybody, like poor people, you know." people with disabilities like he just tries to be as aware as he can Mm -hmm. about everything and i'm like i like that i like that about him i like you know having him around and sometimes i get to work with him and that's great cool yeah so some of the interest we've seen on our previous episodes is about rates right like what do you get paid or like not you personally but what does a gaffer get paid starting in the industry versus when they have experience um, and then I'd actually want to also add, um, do you feel like there's a rate <clears throat> difference between you working as a woman versus a male? I've straight up, I've been on sets where I, you know, I did a Mercedes commercial. They asked me to gaff it. I said 810. And they were like, no, I can't remember what they gave me, but it was less than that. Um, I don't know, it may have been 712 or something for 12 hours. And I was like, this is bullshit, you know, and whatever. I did the job, and when I'm on set, I find out that the key grip is making 810. And he said something like, well, good thing we're on a 10-hour. And I was like, no, the fuck we're not. What do you mean we're on? And he was like... You know, I was like, no, what is your rate? Because this is my rate. And he was like, well, you should have asked for it. And I was like, I have emails to prove that I asked for a fucking 810. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. And I was like, tell me about it. But then what do I do now? I'm already doing a fucking overnight in Long Island. Right? Yeah. And how, how much do I have to fight constantly? Just send, I already send the asked. invoice for what you originally asked yeah. for. They send it back, dude. Yeah. I, you, you know what I mean? And it's always people trying to tell me, like, well, you should use these words on your email or less exclamation marks or not say sorry or da-da-da. <laughs> and I'm like, it's never, it's, it's never me. Yeah. Because I was very clear about what my rate was for that right. one thing. Like, And that was like... 
fucking three years ago. Fuck, man. Aren't you mad? I'm mad. Look, I'm mad because I, I work <laughs> as a. So much. No, I get mad about this stuff because I, I work as a as a producer sometimes or a production coordinator where the producer comes up to me and says, hey, like, this is the fucked up shit. They'll go, this is uh, what they're probably going to ask for. Try to get lower. And I get yeah. mad because I'm like, you should fairly pay your fucking employees. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck that. They should get paid enough. And I and I had a, no one, I've never had that situation, but I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, yeah, but I'm. why am I paying this person to the same level $800 for 10 versus 700 for 12. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be the producer who goes, no, this is, yeah. this, we're going to pay them evenly. Yeah. Right. Huh. This is something that falls on the producer. Whether or not it falls on the client, I will know if that's necessary more than the producer <laughs> who's just trying to reach the budget. Like it's not merch. I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's not, Look, but it's not. It is because they're the ones who chose that agency or that production company to do it for less money. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who are also shortchanging. I'm not well, going to. interesting. It's those two positions. Like if you're going to do like a hierarchy of film set, I would argue like those two are the same. If yes. not, the gaffer is just a little bit above. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, it's, it, I don't see. I think it's the client that goes, this is the price. Make yeah. it within the budget. It's and, the producer's fault. That's going, well, I'm going to pay fair. her less yeah. than I'm going to pay him. Yeah. Right. Like that's fucked. If you're trying to save money, wouldn't you just do 800 for 10 for both? I mean, 700 or for, for whatever, 12, you know, right. yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be the case? So yeah, I feel like be. it falls more on the producer than yeah. the client. Cause I don't, the client's never privy to that shit. Are they, they're not literally no. sitting to like, here. I, I just, I just, it doesn't sit right with me to say like, Oh no, they're okay. It's not their fault. I'm like, let's just not talk about them. Cause they are at fault for many other things. But. True. That's very true. <laughs> just, that's I don't want to be defending them. Yeah, because I think that's that's definitely fucked. Everyone should just get paid the same way if you're on the same level. But yeah, and and anyway, that's one example of a thing. But then I don't know. I've had a couple projects this year where it was a thousand for ten, and nobody made a fucking stink about that mm-hmm. being my rate, you know. And then it's like plus kit fee, mm-hmm. plus whatever. Um, so let, let's talk about a little bit about that, the rate itself. Like, how do you, what would you say is a good rate starting off for a first time gaffer versus someone who's been in the industry longer? I think it's, 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 it depends on the project. It's hard to say. It depends on who you are and how you are perceived too. Like I can tell you that I, the first few years that I was here, I worked for free, like crazy. Like I worked for free so many jobs just to know people to get the connection well, now you're yeah. gonna piss off the comment section this is the thing i don't <laughs> think anybody should right i don't think anybody should i don't think i should have had to do it yeah but i kind of fucking had to and the other thing is i was the first year i started working i had just finished uh my master's and i was on an extension of my visa that is called the opt optional practical training which gave me a work permit for one year. Mm -hmm. And I had to be working constantly. If Mm -hmm. I went for two weeks without work, I would have to go home. So it didn't matter that you weren't getting paid. It didn't matter whether or not I was being paid. I had to be working. consistently working. And I had to report this work. You're the the only person that getting paid and experience has helped. (laughs) 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 I guess. I guess. Uh, I get, should, should, should they add that to Craigslist ads? Like you get like you're if getting you're, 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 you you working immigrant? you're working for experience and a visa. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. Craigslist, I don't know if I'd ever take a job off Craigslist. 
I tried. They wouldn't take me. <laughs> so how do you... What That's do you, the thing, but, dude, too. Like, they would see, you know, an application. I tried Mandy, Craigslist, everything, right? And they would see a fucking application coming in from fucking Jessica Curiel Montoya. Do you think they were like, ah, yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. What's, what's your recommendation? Uh, because you obviously can't work for free. You know for what? everything. No, no, no. And, and you shouldn't. I fucking hate that I had to. Mm-hmm. I would never tell people like, oh, you have to do a few yeah. years working for free. Yeah. No. For the first time I got a job that was $100 flat per day. Do you know how fucking stoked I was? Do you know how happy I was? <laughs> I almost cried with joy. And it sucks, dude. Yeah. But I was so happy. When was that? Like, how many years ago was that? 2013. Ten years ago. Yeah. And before I had been working in well, Mexico. Well, back in 2013, $100, you know. <laughs> Inflation. That's like $2,500 now, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, oh so, and, and I see this thing on Instagram and like on fucking grip and electric and film Instagram accounts and like all these people are like, you should never yeah. work. And I'm like, well, maybe you should never work for free. I fucking have to. It's yeah. I hated re- it's, it. It's really easy to get on a high horse behind a computer. Yeah. yeah. And also when your parents are paying your fucking rent in Williamsburg, right? Because yeah. I know a lot of those. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, part of the show that I love no, no. the most is that when you say something, I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I look at you and you're like, like you give all the facial expressions. It's fucking great. That face was not, that, that face was very was much in solidarity. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've had a job since I was like 14. Like, but yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no one's ever, you know what I mean? So, and I'm lucky Those that people. I don't need to send money to my parents. You know what I mean? I'm already like super fucking lucky. But, you know, I did have to fucking work for free. Previous guests, previous guests will talk about how, you know, like in hindsight, how you know what to charge, right, for the next job. So, how do you? How did? How was that transition? When did you make that transition to go on the next job? Like, fuck it, I'm asking for more than a hundred dollars for this job because I, sh- I, I de- you definitely know you, or you, you should be getting more than a hundred dollars. But like, what's that transition? Like, you just like fuck it, I'm going all out for it, or do you refer someone? You like, know- I don't think it was like one thing for me. It was, I think, you know, a collection of just doing jobs and getting different rates and sometimes learning how much money other people were making and being like, wait, I'm actually more capable than that person or more experienced. Maybe I can ask for that same amount of money or things like that. But there was like, there was one job that I had that I came on sort of like as a PA utility person. And the DP was wonderful, but was doing like very simple lighting, right? And I saw that they had some gear and I was like, hey, we can get those HMIs. Like I can set them up. Can I? So I just gave myself more work. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she started paying me more, right? So I was like, oh, wait, like maybe on other jobs I can ask for more. And then I don't like there before the $100 job. I was offered to just shoot like a live event, whatever. And they asked me how much I charged. It was going to be like three hours. And I was like, oh, $50. And they're like an hour. And I was like, no, total. And the producer was like, are you fucking insane? Mm. Like, absolutely not. I'm going to pay you more, right? <clears throat> so she that's, paid me more. That's what you need. So that, that helped me out a lot. Because yeah. I was like, oh, wait. So I guess people are making more money. I should be making more money. Like, of course. And then... 
at some point, like my life expenses, you know what I mean? I realized like I needed to know how much money I was spending every month on like rent, utilities, fucking subway, or now like my car, gas, whatever, and kind of breaking it down and knowing how much I need to make every month or, you know, even it out. Um, yeah. See, corporations are really don't want people to talk about salaries because oh. they don't they don't want to know what they, what someone's paying mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. what someone else is getting paid, and I think that's I think the stigma is, needs to change. Like we need to talk to each other so that people know what, like well, okay, we should be getting this should be our rate. Right. Yeah. That's like a generational thing too. Like Gen yeah. Z is like, how much do you make? There's like a whole movement now oh, yeah. where yeah. the younger yeah. younger people are like, I don't fucking care. It's money. We talk about it. Yeah. You're supposed to talk about it. Yeah. But I think for us, it was like, no, 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 no. Like no one ever talked yeah. about uh, yeah, how much they like, made. You didn't want to know because what if you made less or what if you made more? And, yeah. You know, it's yeah. tricky. But that, we were, that is changing. We were very much indoctrinated to yeah, yeah, not yeah. talk about it. I mean, we're not even supposed to have our own credit cards without our husband signing off on it. So, you know. <laughs> and how did you get those? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying, there, there was a job that you were on. You found out that the key grip was making more than you. Yeah. But you have a key grip that you work with a lot. Is mm-hmm. when, when you guys are going in or if you know that who else is going to be on the show that you're going on to or the commercial or whatever, do you talk to them about it? Like, hey, we should Absolutely. both in. Absolutely. We should go in asking for this. Like, Absolutely. But, right? Like we usually, most of the people that I work with on my team, we talk about it and we talk even about like different jobs that we did or, you know, about our rates or kit fees that we managed to get or whatever. But there are times when I'm fucking packed with work and also I have like a life outside of work. So I am doing a bunch of things and someone asks me to gaff something and they're like, wreck me a key grip. And so I send them, I text, you know, whoever my friends of my friends is uh, available. If they are, I'm like, I'm sending your information to production. And sometimes I don't always, I try to always be uh, straightforward with the rate or tell them how much I'm making or how much they should ask because I'm making the same or whatever. But sometimes you forget. And sometimes I just expect production to not be trash. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then I've had so many times where they're like, oh, the gaffer rate is 850 and the key grip is 350. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> what? Uh, they're like, well, it's just the key grip. I'm like, that, what do you think our jobs are? Right. Yeah. It, should be, it should be more like, well, it's the key grip. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just a really inexperienced producer that's, who's that's trying it. to and, and, make and, it and seem like they know more than like they know. like when you're deep into the, uh, like into prep and I'm like, oh, this job is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to be fun and it's, this is going to be a nightmare because you don't even know what I do. And you right. think a key grip is like a GNEPA or some shit like... I, I love the you don't know what I do. I got I almost got fired on a job once as as the gaffer because one of the producers didn't like the camera operator. So they came in and they were like, "All of you are fired." And I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "Well, he's not doing a good job." I was like, "I don't work for him. I fucking never 
different department. What do you have with me? Well, you're doing full. Then don't fire me. Like, it was a very weird kind of like, you have no idea what's going on. You think the whole crew is one unit? And if you don't get one of them, you don't get any of them? What's happening Somebody right now? Somebody above like, that person said something specific. Yeah. You need to fire the camera <laughs> operator. And they heard department. Yeah. And that meant the whole crew. Yeah. Like... That was it someone was, who had it was, zero experience. It was, and I was like just getting started out at that point, and I was like, I remember going, "Wait, what? what? Like, like I know sure more than that." Yeah, works. I was like, "How are you like in charge of something if you haven't like?" I don't. They have no clue. I have trouble with a lot of departments like that because they try to talk. They try to you know like if you only learn what your one department does, mm. you can't help anybody else. Like we, you should you should have the absolute base sense of what happens on set yeah. with like you know most like i don't need to know exactly what like the onset dresser does but if i know that like they're probably in charge of moving this thing because i need to put a light there mm -hmm. i'm gonna go fucking talk to them that helps me that helps them yeah. i'm not breaking shit you know it's like you need to understand a little bit of every single job you know it's there's have an idea of yeah. what it is yeah. or and why the or why the fuck are you here you yeah. know like and especially the producer should know whatever. But I am about to work with a producer that I am. <laughs> I love. He just knows very well, like what everybody does, and it just—it's so evident during pre-production and like just making a list. And it's just mm -hmm. like when you work with a producer that knows their shit and that who knows what you do and what everybody does. It's just so magical. Yeah. Was that how you started working with Cora? Did you hire her on a, on a production? Um, the first time we worked together was an Intel commercial. And I was the production designer slash producer because my company is like... Because <laughs> they don't know what people do on set. <laughs> Turn your bottle. <laughs> I'm like the people person at the company. Like I, uh -huh. I know the crew. Like anytime we have to crew a job... It's like, Corey, do you know anybody? Yes. yes. Like I always do. Um, and going back to like just very briefly, like an <laughs> earlier question about like, do you pay attention to like hiring women sometimes or hiring people of color or hiring whatever? Like I think at the, in this day and age, it is okay to consciously say to yourself, you know what? I want a more diverse crew on this. I want to give an oppor more opportunities here. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, we were on set, uh, we had a job, <laughs> we had a job. I caused quite a stir. We had a job, um, in LA. I was on one job and another friend of mine was producing another job and sent a picture of the crew. And it was like, great first day. And it was, it was like 12 white men wearing plaid, blue plaid shirts and jeans. <laughs> Wow. They were all wearing the same outfit, and I was like, wow, really met our diversity and inclusion yeah. goals on that job, guys. <laughs> and it got, like, started a huge fight. And I was like, I mean, I was giving you shit, but, like, I know that it's hard. Like, you hire who you hire, but, like, and that started this conversation with that my hard. company that was, like, actually, let's try, like, it's okay to say it out loud and say, we are trying harder. And so now, you know, whenever I'm producing a job, yeah. I, I do, I am very conscious about it, especially the content. Like we just yeah. did a whole big series for it gets better. That's an organization that is about LGBTQIA plus people. Yeah. Yeah. I, the whole crew, as much as we could, because the people on camera want to see themselves reflected in the crew a lot of times. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's a thing. Anyway, That's so. That's nice. That job, I was like, I was like, 
I had worked with Alexa. With Alexa. I was covering Alexa because she was... Who's Alexa? Just so you know. Alexa is another... The goat. She's the goat. She's a great gaffer. She is the fucking goat. Gaffer. She is the greatest. Okay. She's amazing. Like, she's... And you were working with her and then you made the introduction? So she couldn't do the scout, I believe. Something like that. Or it was, it was BB for her because I'll do whatever Alexa tells me to do if I'm free. She's me like, too. Hey, come. I'm like, yeah. I will always do anything Alexa tells me to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's how we met because yeah. I came on the scout because I've done that for Alexa a bunch of times where I'll like cover her on the scout and then came on as her baby BBE mm. or just do the scout and then she does the project because she's, you know, working and can't make the scout or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I think that's how she. Yeah. How we met. Yeah, and like for for mm-hmm. me having other women on set, like that's that's nice. <laughs> like for a long time, that never happened. Yeah. It, it's so rare. It was so rare, and I feel like things are changing, and now you see much more diverse sets. And like, depending on the department, you know, there's always a lot of women in the art department. There's always a lot of women in HMU. Um, there's a lot of women in production, but like G and E, that's mm-hmm. like yeah. Alexa. It's a big department to get yeah. into, like that, to break and into. I have it. my girl and in LA. Something that I wanted to, who I to love, say but, about yeah. like the, the inclusion and looking for people and whatever. We also need to look at the things that we do to keep those people out of the departments, you know, and out of the industry and mm-hmm. out of set. Because it's not just bringing them in to make them uncomfortable and take a picture of them and post it on Instagram about how inclusive we are. I've you have no idea how many times I've had my picture taken mm. to so that some production company can put it online. That's weird. That's Very often, almost never with weird. my permission, right? And hashtag it all types of girl gaffer, female gaffer, fem- girly film, filmmaking girl, Friday <laughs> Being free, a token. film girl, baby girl. girl, baby girl, <laughs> baby, baby girl, girl gaffer. Um, yeah, no, like all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all those things. But I am not a thing that you use online to pat yourself in the back about how I am like... Inclusive. Like a light brown fucking lady doing a thing. And now you're like very good. And like meanwhile, some guy was harassing me. And you were like, don't be so sensitive. That that didn't necessarily happen on one occasion. But, you know, those things happen. And the thing is like, for example, in G&E, women are very often... Like, they'll start and they want to do it and they're, they love lighting, right? But you're young and you're starting out and guys, holy shit, don't let you just do the job, right? Mm. They just don't let you. They are just constantly on your ass. And it's a job that's already really hard. And now there's a man groping you. Like, you're just going to be like, fuck this. I'm just going to be a babysitter, dude. I'm just going to go work retail because fuck this. Yeah. And, and... There's, you know, that, but for people of color too, and like how we like keep them out of sets and well, keep us or whatever and how we keep women out of sets or, so it's not just being, bringing people in for the sake of it looking, right. you know, right, right. okay. Mm-hmm. It's making a safe environment but like, to work in. Thinking about what we do that makes people like not feel comfortable and like not organically be a part of our sets because you can hire them once but do they want to come back yeah yeah Yeah. and like also making room for you know gender non-conforming women Mm -hmm. people of color and disabled people or like whatever 
to not be fucking perfect at all times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To make mistakes. Because some of the shit that I've seen some dudes get away with on set, I'm like, and they You're, keep getting you mean, hired. You mean what they're saying or what and, they're And doing? what they do, like just fuck up, Bad be rude jobs. to production, be, be like, be terrible, right? And they keep getting hired or be lazy as shit. Why mm-hmm. don't people own up to the shit they fuck up? Because they won't, get re, they won't get rehired. That's why they people don't are insecure. People it's are insecurity. Insecure. Yeah. I, the, it's insecurity. The, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves on set is asking, "Hey, why is this this?" Yeah, and fucking dead silence. No, but we talked about that in a previous episode. We said that like you won't if, so, if some shit goes wrong, you don't want to go. It's my bad because you won't get hired I think you for the do. next job. I think yeah. you do. Like, I think you, you want wouldn't to you, say. Wouldn't you rather be the person that's stepping up, yes. learning from their mistake, mm-hmm. and wanting to do better next time than the person that's just like, <laughs> I hope they don't fucking find out. I respect yeah. people I, I, so 100%. much more when they own up to yep. when they and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm like, love you, baby girl. Yeah, won't let it happen. <laughs> won't let it happen again. And, or, and, you know, yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, if you're working with someone who's like not a fucking psychopath, mm-hmm. they'll be like, all right, try to do better. Thank you for recognizing it. You'll bring, no. you know, we'll bring yeah. you again. Yeah. Uh, if you're working with someone terrible, they'll scream at you, yeah. right? And never hire you again. But do you really want to keep working with those people? No, no, no. don't. Or right? just fucking ask questions. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. you can be on one job with somebody and you can learn so much because instead of staying in the background and not doing anything pretending and shut, you know yeah, something that you don't then know you'd like hey w- why are you doing it that way I, I i agree but also when they're not looking for excuses to prove that you don't belong there right because a question coming from you might not always be received the way that a question coming from me yes, will be received. perception you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. um a question coming from you means you're eager and you want to learn a question coming from me probably means that i don't know shit and I really shouldn't be here. And I'm an affirmative action hire. And I, you know, and this is why fucking women, now we have to work with them. And now we did Maybe, yeah. you know, obviously, obviously I'm extra, um, extra exaggerating. Yeah. Exactly. I'm learning a lot of words here today. But, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Keep it coming, folks. <laughs> I, I, I am curious about this because it, it like oh, it is. It, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like yeah like I want people to show up and I want them to I want them to learn but it's like you also don't want the f- hero or you know it's yeah. like there's a, there's know, a difference between like you yeah. know what I tried to do and and I tried to do it without being condescending or rude usually when I'm working with someone new or especially if they're like clearly young and like just got out of school or whatever <clears throat> i'll be like hey uh you know thank you for coming whatever la, da, 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 da. this is la, da, this is fulan, uh, this person whatever if at any point you don't feel safe doing something or you don't feel comfortable ask me yeah. i am a big fan of explaining to people yeah. how things should be done or how, how i like doing them if i ask you to bring me a fucking stinger and you don't know what a stinger is Ask me what a stinger is. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, we have shorthands for, and like slang, not, I don't know right. if it's slang, like just words for things. Yeah. And I forget that people don't fucking know what 8060 Apple means. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ask me. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I think like it really helps when we open that door for people to feel comfortable asking questions. And even then, they might still not feel super comfortable asking those questions for the reasons that you were explaining. But I think it's like it's also up to us to make room for yeah. that. There's something to be said, too, where like going into a class like at school, I, I had a very different mindset when I was at Mass Art because like I wanted to do narrative projects and all they were teaching me was like how to do like <laughs> this like weird art stuff. And, you know, like it, there is this kind of weird thing. And I had experience working on sets and none of them had ever taught me any of the stuff that I learned on set. Yeah. If I'm going to, into a job and the head of my department is like, shut the fuck up. This is what we're doing. I'm going to listen to that person. <laughs> Because it's a job, right. like it's yeah. not. I'm not paying this facility to teach. Me. Like you know, That's it's true. like like this teacher. In in my in my experience was I was like, why am I not getting what I'm paying for out of this? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It, it was that that difference. You're absolutely like, right, but I, that's that's really good. So let's let's bring that around to answering the question, Jessica, about how you feel. Uh, what? This is a good segue. Bye. <laughs> we don't know yet. Well, I'm getting there. The Bert's that fucking a, ruining it. That was a... Uh, that's a good point. So now I'm going to fuck up my segue. <laughs> I was like the elephant in the room. So I'm waiting for uh, for for uh, John to be like, hang on one second. <laughs> 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 no, so um, I, so that, that talks about a lot of experience when you're working in school versus on set. What, what advice do you give to our followers and females... No, women. Women. <laughs> I'm not oh fucking my God. <laughs> No, listen, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm willing to acknowledge it, and I'm fucking mad enough to say, or I'm male enough to say, that I'm coming back for it. Okay? So as long as I'm willing to correct myself, yes. fuck You're it. Doing great. I'm doing You're great. doing great. You're doing Hang great. Hang on a uh, second. No, John, <laughs> no, no more. Sorry, that was loud in the mic. Oh, no yeah. more, John. No more interruptions. Oh I want to know what advice you would be giving to people on set that are that are uh, looking to get in the industry. Damn. I'm about to get philosophical now. I don't know, man. It's just like I kind of love it in many ways. I really it sounds mad corny, but I'm like sort of passionate about light. Don't let anybody hear. Like, I think it's really cool, like what you can do with it and how you can shape it and all the colors and all the shit and how you can just completely change how people perceive something without dialogue, without anything, just with the fucking light, right? Like, yeah. oh, how amazing, right? But then I'm like fucking doing this for Tide Pods so that I get to like <laughs> to convince people to buy more Tide Pods, or they look and, good enough to eat. And this, <laughs> snackable, you know. Hold on, we need to have a disclaimer. Like, I'm don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> that trend is over. Do not eat Tide Pods. And I'm like totally okay with doing it for money, right? And but then sometimes I get to work with some people um, who are heads of my department, who are above me, who kind of act like. This is a, a, a very serious thing that we're mm. doing. And while we should take it seriously, we should maybe chill the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not fucking go all like over a little commercial. Like we should, we're here because we chose to not be doing other jobs that are also very hard and yeah. Just as thankless, right? Because this one is kind of fun, or it should be, I think, to an extent. You still 
take it seriously, but chill. It's just a commercial or it's just yeah. fucking TikToks. I do so many TikToks oh nowadays, that's right? TikToks. And like, it's great when people are like, yeah, this is a TikTok. We'll be careful. We'll do a good job. We'll, you know, get our light right because we can do that. Yeah. But we'll get our light really flat <laughs> for your TikTok. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. No, you have to be aware of what emotions are. You have to be emotionally intelligent to do a good job in film. And even if it's just fucking TikToks, right? Under pressure. But yeah, but you, you don't have to be emotional about it. You don't have to put your emotions into it. Do you still have that passion where like you, you're watching, like when you watch a movie, you're like, ah, why the fuck they do it that way? Like, do you, do you enjoy still it? kind of like, do you have that? Or are you just like, no, it's a job and I'm separating my life from that job? Well, uh, I definitely try to separate, separate, separate my life from all of the jobs. Yeah. Um, and I, but I do think that I, I I can be very passionate about some jobs, which is not the same as being like emotionally like involved on a personal level. You're not like, saving the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right. And and if I you know, if I try to do something and it doesn't quite work out or we actually, you know, we have all these plans and then the budget doesn't allow us to do that. And so instead, mm -hmm. we just have to do a little fucking book light with <laughs> Aperture 1200 or you know, whatever. You know who, who puts this podcast on, right? Yeah. Oh. So well, that's... Well, <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> I mean... I, maybe I didn't include that in the production email. Did, I, did it say shitty rings on the bottom? That's not it. Booklight is not a shitty ring. But, no, but but no, but like, no, we don't have the, we don't but, the budget to do it good. This is a good segue because I, I want to know like, when you're working oh, on no, these another productions. Another good segue. <laughs> oh my God. If I can get through it, it'd be good. I don't know. <laughs> you, know, you know that it's, we'll, judge that if, we'll judge if it's a good segue based upon your follow up question, too. This is if a good I, segue. But I'm also, if I subconsciously put it in your mind in the beginning, you'll be like, Oh, it's a good segue. Mm, nah. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to gaslight no, they're us. They're women, they've trained their whole lives against that. <laughs> I can see it coming from my So you're telling them what they've done? <laughs> what? I don't know. I want to get to my segue. Are you going to talk about craft? No, I was going to talk about... Um, Mac and cheese? No, shut up. I was talking about, about passion versus budget, right? Like when, you, when you're on the job and you're working the job and you want to take it seriously and you don't have the budget, right? Some people tend to freak out, like, what do we do? What do we do? And then there are other people that we believe are more creative that start coming up with shitty rigs, right? Do you have any experience where you've been on set and you don't have what you need and you're like, fuck it? I... That was a good segue. That was no. a good segue. <laughs> and you ruined it. Yeah. You see? No. You didn't ruin it. That was a good segue. <laughs> we'll just have to now cut from me saying that there's two shots to that good air. Don't really have to. <laughs> I'm Mike Farino. Oh, I started Corey. Chitty Rigs. Corey is the best co-host. Let's just throw that in. That, that, is definitely, that is definitely a Mike Farino. She just went, we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a fit bestie. Great. Aww. I'm glad. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Just there's, yes. Yes. That's it. It was a yes or no question. No. Um, I, I, there's one feature that I did many years ago uh, that I gaffed for this Romanian DP. And it was, it had like an okay budget, budget for an indie, but it was, everything was a wanner. 
And it was a DP that I really admired. He shot. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, go. <laughs> like, you're just pointing him Your face was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck that. Because it oh, makes yeah. everything flat. Usually it's like, okay, we can't put anything on the ground. You're going to look around. You're going to, we're going to walk through the whole set. So we got to light everything in the grid. And we're going to be over here and over here and over here. And everything's right on each point that they have to land. So there's just no, like, magic, usually. But, well, there's no grippage. Yeah, go on. There's like, very I'm, little. I wasn't, so, I wasn't trying to interrupt. I'm blaming Corey for that. <laughs> so it was the DP who shot um, four months, three weeks, and two days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like old winners. Yeah. And he, he, you know, shoots a lot like that. I really admired him before. I worked for him. What? And, and still do. And still okay, do. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Like, I just, very often I work with people that I've never met before. You know what I mean? And he wanted to do all winners. We had to have just like a very clean one point run. It was almost everything was 360. Um, and we ended up going with a bunch of kinos, but we had like a not so big grip team either. And we came up, me and my best came up with like a thing to put, take, to gut the kinos and put them in a little uh, bit of beadboard with the silver side here. And we just taped the kinos with paper tape, the, the bulbs mm-hmm. to the like just six inches by four feet of beadboard, taped them there. And then with black wrap and sometimes just with four inch paper tape. Just barn door them mm-hmm. so that we could just tape them to the to fucking certain points and you know at the corners of the wall with the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So we would just like go up there with tape and tape them and the key grip. Oh my god, I did not get along very well with him for a while, and then we got along better, and then we not you know it was a struggle. But the first week he was like, oh my god, that's absurd. I could I'm gonna give you points and like why? And I was like. Are you, are you actually going to give me the points, though? Like, quickly? In yeah. the time that we need? Because, yeah, no, it would be lovely if we had a team and we had a pre-light and we had all these things. But the reality of what we are doing, yeah. mm-hmm. we can't do that. Because we were, you know, Andy moving kind of fast. Right. And then on the third day, he was like, I'm just going to give you points. Because this is absurd. I was like, bet. <laughs> He spent like three hours lighting one scene, lighting, gripping, like just giving me the points, right? And then we go in and then it was, because, oh, because we, we had like really now low it's, ceilings. It's lower. We had really low ceilings already. Oh, and so, you know, and I was like, bro, I just, we're just going to go through tape and it's not going to look cute. And this is not for your little fucking Instagram set life shit. Like, we're just going to get this job done and that dp was so good with light and he had such good understanding because he he was like a physicist before so he actually like understood light right like Mm -hmm. on every fucking possible level so he was like really great and he was like one of the most chill dps if not people altogether that i ever worked with and that made me want to work so much harder for you know, to to get things right, because he was like, yeah, oh, nice, oh, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of, I don't know what it is, I think it kind of works that way for most people, if you're encouraging, if you tell people like, oh, that's a good idea, oh, that's great, oh, I like that, people go like, yes, and they want to work harder, right? Or if you tell someone you're doing a really great job, half the time people are like, 
you ain't seen anything. Let me show you a great job. And they do. But if you tell someone like you're being slow, I need you to work faster. Right. People are like, fuck you. Yeah. Automatic defense. Like, no, no, I'm busting my ass and being a dick. Yeah. I feel like the shitty rigs community hearing that story is just going to be like, uh, if this was live, it would be like heart, 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 doing a shitty rig out of passion. So really. it, one, something like that. It's like you, you, you find yourself in a difficult situation. You have to do this thing. You've worked your way up through the ranks. Like you're in charge. What are the things that you make sure you have with you that you know, I have one day I can get this done. Like it, it, what's in your kit that you're bringing with you on something like <laughs> a scout that you're like, no matter what the fuck they throw at me, because I don't know what the hell it's going to be. I can make this work. Like great question for a scout and for like and for, for, for shooting. Whole, yeah, for the whole thing. So it's like I like I'm, I'm going on the scout. I I I need to know what what the parameters of this situation are. I need to know how I can translate this information to my team tomorrow. I need to know blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like what do you what do you have with you when you go on to a job like this? Definitely a tester, tape measure, <laughs> light meter, iPad, and a notebook with a pen or a pencil um what else i think that i I feel like i end up using the notebook with a pen the most sometimes it's easier for me to explain to someone with a little drawing like okay so this this, this, is this and the ipad i use to like maybe take notes or sometimes do a little lighting diagram Mm -hmm. or things like that um but yeah, like I keep it pretty simple for the scout, I think. Um, and then what about on set? Definitely those same things. Uh, can the iPad, the well, the tablet, because sometimes you need to for lights. You know, it's quicker. To right. If that's if that's your console. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sometimes I try to bring in my kit a lot of like small, simple things that like might save your life and kind of like almost expendables. But I try to like always, for example, always fucking have cube taps because you get them with the, you know, with the expendables or whatever. But if you run out of them, like having three cube taps in your little bag is going to save you. Uh, pig noses, ground lift adapters, uh, have a bunch of like assorted. I have like a little baggie with a sort of assorted dumb shit. Like that. What's a what was that? You said pig. Some, pig nose. Pig nose. What's that? You you screw this like little thing into um, Edison bulb base, uh-huh. and you can plug uh, an uh, Edison connector. Right if there. you look at it from the front, it, it looks, looks like, like a circle a with two lines. So it looks like a pig's nose. Got it. Yeah, that's cool. G and E has. So a lot like of sometimes you know you're you're <laughs> trying to do whatever, put a light there, and that it can't be a drop uh-huh. or whatever. And just that saves your life. Yeah, There's you know? no, we're we're in this room. This room has no outlets, but it's got that light. Yeah. So we can screw into that light and, bulb like, and drop a stinger out of it. Smart. That type of random shit. Deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone, like a, pa- a twelve pack, and just pass it out. I am so serious. That's a key element of my toolkit: deodorant, gum. <laughs> Hot sauce, the fucking the wired surveillance. Yeah. Sorry, surveillance. <laughs> surveillance. Um, but yeah, yes. definitely no deodorant is a big one. Yeah, 
That's making me feel self-conscious right nah. now, and I realize that... She did give you a little bit of a look. She went to no, you. She didn't slap you. Not at all. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, you're going to be around people, and, and yeah. if you... I mean, you don't have to smell great. Shower daily, we'll you, do a lot of work. You don't have to smell. That's that's <laughs> that's the... <laughs> that's the sound. We can all, you know... Uh, smell. Yeah. What else? Uh, Band-aids, because sometimes, you know, production has them, but good God, does it take them a long time to get them? <laughs> They're in the van, and the, PA, and the PA is doing a run for coffee right now, so we don't you gotta wait 20 minutes. I feel like yeah, your kit aligns really perfectly with, like, a, an apocalypse go bag. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think you should, this is just a general Probably. note to the population, when the shit goes down, like, have... Have a gaffer or a key grip in your life. A knife. You won't regret it. Oh, and a knife. Always. Yeah. Always a knife. Multi-tool. Oh, that's like a window breaker one. Yeah. Um, the first time I met you, you had a huge black eye. Humongous. You were like on a ladder away, turned away from me. And, you were, and, and I was like, are you Jessica? And you turned around and you had this huge black eye. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you were like, you're like, yeah, I'm Jessica. And I was like... Looking good. And you were like, it's not what you think. And I was like, I didn't think that. <laughs> like, I didn't think that at all. Like, I think probably you were doing something fucking fun. <laughs> like, what happened? I, Best I two weeks happened. of my life. Um, I actually, a uh, gobo head fell on my face. Oh, that's not fun. And it, it cut open a tiny bit, but then gave me, like, a huge black eye. Um Got me two solid weeks of no cat calling on the streets. That's like your Sweet. that's your initiation to the department. Right? Like <laughs> that's like you're I'm in. I'm in. It came a little late. And that was yeah, no, I had, it it was not even that long ago. It was like Yeah, this so, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 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 But it was like it was bad because I've had I always have bruises from work or like little scratches or little you know, I've had multiple incidents. But this one was like very Visible. It was like it was like it came down to here, and it was oh, like wow, it, it was big. Like it was huge. Older women were stopping me on the street to ask me if I needed help yeah. and to like tell me that they will wow. take me wherever I. Yeah, and I was like, where you start and like wearing an eye patch just, yeah. just, to, just to be like, it this was, is me now. It was I, bigger I, than that. I always wear an it eye was, patch. Yeah, like, no, it was it was like really big, and it lasted like almost three weeks for it to go away completely. Yeah. It was really bad. It was crazy. It was really bad. Do you think there's anything that we didn't talk about that you wanna <laughs> you wanna tell people? Touch on any stories. My sesame job is a really good one that I didn't get to talk about that I really love. Go for Your it. Sesame us. job? But I'm, but I'm camera operator there. Ooh. So tell us about so it. I really love doing it. that? Yeah. Fucking go. I <laughs> am a camera operator for Sesame Street sometimes. The culture of the place is really great. Like everybody yeah. is very kind mm -hmm. and patient. And I, my boss there, the DP on that thing, amazing dude. Like... Sometimes I've seen people talk to him in ways that I'm like, oh, I would not be okay with that. If You know, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to fight for him. And he, like, the way he handles everything, I'm, like, taking notes. I'm like, that's how I want to be when I grow up. And it, it's, like, sort of like a ecosystem where, like, mm -hmm. we're all learning so much when we're shooting that, th those episodes and those, like, things. Because... 
there uh, there have been techniques about to, how to calm yourself down when you're getting upset yeah. or something. That it's you know, and it's like for Elmo for four year year olds, yeah. four year olds. But everyone in the crew is going, and everyone on the crew, we're like, yeah. yo, <laughs> following along. No, yeah. I know, I know. There was one about grief that we did recently. Oh God, that me fucked up. Because mm. <laughs> I, yo, I was like, like I saw that. It was going to be about grief. And I was like, well, you know, it's good. I'm sure, you know, I've, my dad died like almost three years ago. So I've read books, learned like therapy. And I'm like, you know, it's like a thing that you carry. But I was like, I've done my, you know, I know grief. I know that it's hard. I know how to do it. Yeah. Seeing like the little puppets being like, mommy, why daddy? Something, something. I'm like, with the camera, I'm like, just crying. And then I was like, maybe it's just me, you know, because I'm sensitive to the subject. Also, the puppet had like a name that was like similar to mine. And it was like she's talking to her mom and the dad. It was like there were like a few similarities with my situation. So I was like, it's just me. It's just me. This is too close to home. And at one point I turned around and everybody's just fucking crying. (laughs) (laughs) We're all processing like decades of grief. I think think the takeaway there is to watch a little more Sesame Street. Just more Sesame. In all our lives. Everyone take a little bit of that. It's true with with any any time I've worked with any Muppet production, any like Henson Workshop or Sesame, like the vibe is you could be the like the the most misbehaved macho like like full of full of yourself whatever person who thinks they're hot shit the minute you get on a set with a muppet everyone is the no same option. everyone's like oh my god yeah we it's have the no cow, option it's the cow puppet yeah <laughs> it's the cow puppet like not even a not even like a named puppet it's just the cow puppet even the cow puppet people are like it's the it's like our childhood yeah. presented yeah. because Sesame yeah. Street was everywhere for oh, everyone. Yeah. Like the, the Muppets were for everyone everywhere. And like the vibe totally changes. Sometimes I have like big famous people, you know, and they are losing their shit yeah. over the puppets. Yeah. And they want pictures and videos yeah. with the puppets. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, oh my God, there was someone who was like, I love Grover. I love, oh my God. <laughs> and I kept being like calling him. And she was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And she's like losing her mind. Yeah, it's and the puppeteers cute. are like goofballs. Who, they never <laughs> so stop. Sweet. They never that like if, they, if it's a, if the yeah the director's like cut. Someone will say something offset or somewhere, and the puppets are still going. They're like riffing on whatever someone's they saying. Like, like that's so cool. Someone burps or something, and they'll be like, "Wow, classy." <laughs> <laughs> and the other puppet will make some like really adult they're joke. So <laughs> they're so clever. They're so clever. They're, they're like they're comedians. Everything. Yeah. They're hilarious. It's really funny because as long as the hand is up, they're like yeah, that's that in character, and then they're like whoa, whoa, whatever, and then they'll be like, but wait. Yeah. And then they're themselves, and then that hand goes up, and they're back to the. And then they're like, "Okay, did you get that? No, yeah. idiot." <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. But you're not allowed to photograph them when they're not working. Like right. you mm-hmm. are forbidden. You cannot take a picture of a muppet like in That's a case. Like, yeah, they uh, call it a dead muppet because if a if it ever got leaked out, no, you can't kill a that. little kid would be like, "Oh." oh yeah. <laughs> like for real, they get it that. super serious. You have so to like sign things. Yeah, you, they're super serious about it. So tell us about so- Elmo's death. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Elmo. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, childhood. 
on that note, honestly, Jessica, thanks for coming out today. You've really killed it. We've learned so much from the perspective of a woman. Hey, no problem, baby girl. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Well done. Um, it's been, honestly, it's been very helpful um, having your point of view and learning more about being a gaffer on set and the experiences that you face versus other people and how we grow and become a better production over time, right? That's the idea. We get better every time. Definitely. You Thank hope. you for having me. We hope. So, yeah, That's thanks again. Definitely. We'll hope to have you back on soon. Uh, we want to give a thanks to our sponsor, Wink. Um, they are really phenomenal. Check them out. No alcohol, just THC. And boy, do I feel good. <laughs> and our fifth bestie, Corey, thanks for joining us. Yeah. What? My name is Mike Farino. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mike, thanks uh, for having you. Oh, Shit. I'm and it's a wrap. Right.